How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in. Today is going to be a fun day. We're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 9 of the Clone Wars Rewatch. We are pretty much at the halfway point right here. I mean, we're getting close there, Luke. Um, yeah. So today absolutely. we're going to be covering Hunt for Zero. Or, yeah, Hunt for Zero. Yeah. I, th- I said Zero, like, no, no, no. But, um, mm-hmm. Luke, are you ready to bring in our guests for today's show? Yeah, let's just uh, bring, uh, let's just do through the intro and. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's battle, but you might make it as mine. And there you go. That's the intro. Before we start, Char, how have you been? How are things going? I've been good, man. I've just been cruising through cruising through these clone wars episodes man i'm excited that we're already almost halfway done with season three no yeah absolutely it's It's flying flying by oh yeah absolutely you ready to bring on our guests yes so the first thing first guest we're going to bring on is chase over at forward into the black hello how are you welcome back thank you for having me back oh yeah it's always a pleasure to have you on how's it going not too bad, not too bad. Rewatched uh, Hunt for Zero, you know, briefly before this and ready to break it down. Thanks, Dre. All right. And then the next guest we have is uh, a new guest on here, first time appearance, uh, Sam Blakely. Hey. Hey, Sam. How are you? Doing good. Just rewatched it too. For it. <laughs> nice. Nice. There you go. That's how we like to do it. Um, so before we, uh, we kick off the show, um, I just want to go around and ask each and one of you, who is your favorite Star Wars character and why? We'll start with Sam. Uh, mine is Ezra because I felt a lot with him and his story, how he like lost his parents. Ezra, lost something too with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I know there's a lot of a lot of Ezra fans out there. I have a Luke and I and Chase have a really close friend that loves Ezra. So. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was actually rewatching uh, Rebels today. Actually, <laughs> he was watching yep. rewatching Empire Day, and he was like, "Woo, Empire!" <laughs> that whole <laughs> yeah. um, that whole episode that was fun to watch. And um, yeah, Ezra is a great character to like. And uh, Chase, who is your favorite character and why? 
Uh, my favorite character is probably Erica Quell. I've probably made a handful of TikToks based on it, but she's the main character of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, and okay. I just think that she represents such a cool um, representation of like the internal struggle and like not being like a, a truly bad or truly good person. She like has done bad things, but is doing good things now. But never is like, oh, I didn't do those bad things. Like she owns up to it and continues to press on through like really difficult times despite her past and despite what everyone thinks of her so i've always really liked her a lot and yeah, she's despite... from uh alphabet squad squadron yeah. right yeah in a couple comics okay. yeah awesome. despite all the good things that i've heard about the alphabet squadron books the trilogy of books i have never read them yet They're super and good. i have to get to them i've seen copies at the at the nearby barnes and nobles and i want to i want to get some it's my probably my favorite star wars books series ever yeah i have to say mine's aftermath so <laughs> i think that uh same I don't know if it'll it'll get beaten but maybe I think it's maybe. the same author though so is it chuck wendig oh no no chuck wendig wrote uh, alexander freed okay he wrote okay another. yeah alexander freed he wrote twilight company and okay, like the battle the rogue books. one novelization oh, yes nice. no battlefront 2 was written by uh christy golden okay. i think that's the same author for uh, dark disciple Okay. Yep, and she, yeah. yeah, and that book was based on, uh, um, it was based on, uh, what's her face? Iden Versio, sorry. Oh, yeah, Iden, yeah, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> sure which one you were referencing. I wasn't sure if you were referencing Dark Disciple or Battlefront. No, no Battlefront 2. It's uh, all based on, uh, um, like, that squadron. And yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Infernal but... Squad is really cool. For those of you yeah. who are watching, I haven't played the Battlefront 2 campaign. Go ahead and do that. Get off the hero showdown, heroes versus villains. Get off the campaign. <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Campaign's fun. Campaign's fun. No, Jedi Order, Fallen Order's campaign is much fun. <laughs> Fallen yeah, Order. yeah, yeah. Really good. Fallen Order's good. Yeah, are you guys ready to dive into this episode? Let's well, what are, are you going to answer the question? Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Me? Well, oh, us, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. well, I mean... For those we of you who watch, watch my uh, my watch my channel, my favorite character is Boba Fett, and simply because of the fact that when he was a kid, he doesn't he didn't really know where he belonged because he was always in his father's shadow and he always wanted to be better than him. And once he was gone and he was a no one, he went up the ranks by himself with the help of the people that followed Django. And I don't know, I. I love the book of Boba Fett. I love all of his character development, whether it be his six minutes in the original trilogy, the Clone Wars arcs, um, even sometimes in the holiday special. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I just love his character. I just Best appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love his armor. I love, I just love his whole entire character. So yeah, that's mine. Um, mine is Anakin Skywalker. Uh for obvious reasons i know you like anakin but like are you I like, like an I'm are you like an anakin and vader fan or well anakin skywalker is darth vader so it's they're, they're the same well do you person. like anakin outside of the mask or inside? yeah I, I, well i i like his whole character arc okay I they're the same person, so I mean, when I talk yeah, about yeah, Anakin, yeah. I, I'm yeah, we've, we've had enough discussion about it. Oh, yeah, um, don't get no, me I wasn't started sure on if this. you liked like Anakin, like in terms of like the Empire Anakin or in terms of like the Galactic Republic Anakin, or well, I like both the Jedi Temple Anakin. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, it's, first, it's, uh, 
it's uh, his whole character arc. Um, I mean, having the expectations of all the Jedi and um and just not being able to meet those expectations. Yeah, and 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 just being human and, and and being able to fail and see how much how much pressure one person can deal with until they ultimately can't handle it anymore yeah i mean that makes sense like anakin just goes through so much pressure not even just with yep. like his life it's just him be- the prophecy and trying to fulfill it and mm-hmm. it's a lot man and uh absolutely yeah those are our favorite star wars characters if uh, everyone in the chat if you are want to list your favorite star wars character and why go ahead and do so um but for now we're going to dive into today's episode titled hunt for zero season three episode nine of the clone wars and uh let's get this rundown going so the beginning of the episode starts with the plot summary which i will read <laughs> there you go i was about to i was about to skip that but i was like oh, no, no, no 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 all right ready no. <clears throat> mm-hmm. all right let's see if i can get back to the the good tom kane not the uh, lackluster tom kane ready a great escape. Cad Bane and his notorious crew of bounty hunters liberated Zero the Hut from a Republic prison after holding the Galactic Senate hostage. The Jedi Council has assigned Obi-Wan Kenobi to retrieve Zero the Hut. With the help of the Jedi Knight Quinlan Vos, unknown to the Jedi, we find Zero in the clutches of the five Hut families on the distant world of Nal Hutta. Nice. Very well done. Very well done. Give it an 8.8 out of 10. Give you an 8.85. Ooh. Ooh. Round of the the nearest 100th place. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, obviously, we are reinformed that the episode takes place right after the season one finale, Hostage Crisis, where Cad Bane and the crew of bounty hunters hold the entire Galactic Senate hostage. And go and rescue Cad Bane, uh, not Cad Bane, they go and rescue Zero the Hut in the process. Mm-hmm. And right when this episode starts, we see Zero immediately brought before the Hut families on Al Hutta. And so what happens is they're talking about maybe Gardula wants to just end him. and But Zero tells them that he has information, this highly sensitive information that is inside this hollow diary. That he knows where that could bust the the entire hut clan and if he were to be betrayed he would just give that information to the galactic republic and that information is worth a lot of money oh yeah and it's interesting how he has something over the huts when we see him as like the lesser of the families because he always finds his way into prison and he's always the lesser version of job of the hut and it's kind of funny to see that he has an edge over him. Um, and then right after we move... Well, so before we before we go, um, what were your thoughts on that whole sequence with Zero and talking to the Hutt families? Uh, I thought it was pretty weird <laughs> how they were all talking <laughs> to each other like that. And they wouldn't help her at all. Help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... It's it's this really strange opening, um, and this is something with Star Wars that I, I like have an internal conflict with. Of how much do I want it to reflect the real world versus how much do I want it to feel like a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away? Because I think like even in like Attack of the Clones, when we have um, the diner scene, like it's something that feels like that perfect mixture of like this is definitely real world, but the inhabitants inside of it make it feel still Star Wars, but kind of like and 
I'm not going to get too into it, but like the 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 Vespas of Book of Boba Fett, and we'll later talk about there's the the swamp like fan boat, mm-hmm. yeah, the um, airboats, the airboats, and then this. I think they're called like, swamp speeders. I think that's yeah, zero. But it, it, yeah. It's basically an old like New Orleans like fan. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we have we have Zero, who's this like old wealthy Southern gentleman from like the late. <laughs> We have the mustache mafia guy, and then we have like the precursor to like e-cigarette smoking. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, it's like there's so many things that are tossed at you all at once of like this just this just feels not Star Wars anymore. Yeah. No, no yeah, that's, mean, that's... it feels like if if Star Wars just took a trip to the bayou. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Tony Soprano got lost along the way. Yeah, yeah. I just like how all of them are just like, just like Chase was saying, like they're all like different stereotypes of like gangsters. Yeah. I was just like, my God, come on now. Like, this is just weird. This is just weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Zero having that knowledge is kind of funny because it's like, if he didn't have that knowledge, he probably wouldn't be in the position that he was even in the Clone Wars movie. Because if you remember, he was, he, he had his own like pal, like his own like apartment slash bar place in on Coruscant, um, which is, which was given to him by Gardula and Jabba, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, like this is, it, it's, it's so funny. I, I absolutely hate zero zero. And and the guy from, uh, yeah, no, seriously though, Camilla said it perfectly. It, is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> That's absolutely right. That TikTok fits him so well, so well throughout this episode. And then right when that all happens between Zero and the Hut families, we see Commander Cody and Obi Wan on the landing pad on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this Jedi Knight's reputation, and and they're like, yeah, he's uh he's got quite the reputation. And then Obi Wan's like, yeah, I guess you, I guess um, I guess I call, call him it crazy. crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, Obi Wan sees him not so. He see he sees him pretty outrageous. He's very. And especially in this episode, he takes a lot of risks, like especially in the very end of the episode. Um, but he's um he's pretty rogue, I'd say. <laughs> um yes. and it's it's amazing to see um how how Quillen Voss makes his entrance. He's like, Hey Kenobi, and then he goes up and then he just flips and lands. <laughs> and Kobe's <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> And then, oh my, and you can just tell by the look of Obi-Wan's face that he's just not having it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, Another he, Anakin. He, Obi-Wan is not very fond of him. And he's like, well, if you could make a, a good landing like that, I suggest that uh, we shouldn't be uh, cutting any time and let's head to Nalhada. Yeah, pretty um, much. What were your, um, so I know there's a lot of people that love Quinlan Voss, and this is one of the very, few episodes in the Clone Wars that we do see him. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you... Did What were your thoughts on that whole sequence between Obi-Wan and Quinlan Moss? You can go I ahead, can... Chase. Or go, go ahead, any of you. Yeah, same. you got something to say, go for it. 
Yeah, Sam, go ahead. You good? I couldn't stop laughing about him from him introducing himself to Obi Wan. <laughs> well, he already already knew Obi Wan, but he was like kind of like he was no, like, he "Allow me to reintroduce myself," and he yeah, makes just this yeah. grand entrance, <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, Kenobi!" He's like, "How's Temple life?" <laughs> I yeah I so I have not read Dark Disciple. Uh, so I, I have it, it's it's really good. Okay, it's, it's uh, in my top five canon books. Is the character represented in Dark Disciple uh, on par with what we see here? Um, he's a little darker. He's a little darker in Dark Disciple. Okay. Yeah, he's he's pretty different. Okay, because <laughs> my you know the only thing I know about Clone Vos is like he's in Episode One, you know, hanging out in Tatooine, you know, just like chilling, you know, looking, you know, kind of menacing in a way, but in like a like a ominous yeah, way. Yeah, he was very incognito. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like this guy, just sounds like the guy that's gonna ask you if you've heard the unreleased tracks from Sublime, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and just like he's just like so out of left field, and, and especially on top of like our our hut montage or like entourage uh, of stereotypes, and I'm just like, man, this episode does not stop, like, <laughs> it's full gas the whole time. But it, it, I do, I do like the um, that interaction of Cody, Obi Wan, and uh, Quinlan Voss of just like this, like you're a jerk, where you're making us late, and we're all gonna throw quips at each other. I think that was really well done. <laughs> no, yeah, especially because Obi Wan is used to Anakin, like Sam Sam said, uh, they the, he is used to Obi or Anakin, and he's just like. All right, let's just get this over with. Like, I'm, I'm, do- I'm done. Like, hanging out with you already. Like, just let's just get this done. And I love how like Quinlan's like, "All right, Kenobi, you can be my co-pilot." And he's like, oh, god. oh god, I was, af- I was afraid you were gonna say that. Oh man, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, but yeah. And then uh, we, and then once that happens, once they get on the ship and they head to Nalhada, we see a performance from a oh, character a Poe, named Cy Snoodles performing in front of the Hutt families. And so what's interesting about this, it's... Um, she is the bane of... He or she is the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, believe me. You'll, uh, you'll like her later into this episode. Um, so after the performance, um, she talks to one of her Twilight dancers about, like... About a day's work and everything, and she and the Twilight dancer tells her that Zero is locked up in the detention cell there, and Sai's like Zero's here, and then he's like, oh yeah, and then she just gets up and leaves and starts heading down there, and I think so. Before I blabber on about it, what were your thoughts on? how Sysinals got through all the Gamorrean guards. Because <laughs> I thought that was the best scene in this episode. And it's kind of funny because it's from Sysinals, but the way she gets through the Gamorreans to get to Zero was hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. where it's just like, oh yeah, Gardula wants to know who's stronger. You guys should fight right now. <laughs> like this, oh my god, this episode just made me want to bash my head against a wall. 
It's not yeah. one of my favorites. It's definitely gonna get a low ranking. But it's a funny episode by far. It, it is very it, funny. It, it is. Very funny. <laughs> I mean, especially with uh, the moral of the episode is love comes in all shapes and sizes, uh-huh. and I'm like. Come on, are you are you really trying to justify zero in size noodles right now? <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 tough because I mean it's like size noodles. She's like, per she's like she gets done performing and then she gets this like accent and, and I think it's like for the southern twang again, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh, Jesus, like why why are we why are we doing this right now? Yeah, it makes you think like after watching Return of the Jedi, you wouldn't think that size noodles has a southern accent. <laughs> oh yeah, uh huh. I would put like a Jersey accent on her. Oh, like, okay, that, yeah. That, oh, yeah. It wasn't Southern. It was definitely, definitely, uh, definitely Jersey accent. That yeah. is true. I mean, we'd have to ask Brian. Uh, Brian with the beard, you have been summoned. Where do we think Size Noodles is from? Uh, North uh, Jersey, South Jersey. Where do we think Size Noodles? Probably from? the Jersey Shore. I don't know. We need it. We need it. We need it. She's from Jersey City, but says she lives in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, I just thought it was funny. Like, she was like, especially when they start talking about like their past endeavors. Yeah. I'm just like. And the nickname that she calls um, Zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't even oh, remember. Honey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Zero oh, yeah. just. Uh, oh, that's... It's like. It's like all crazy. Like so this whole, jarring. This whole epi- this hold up the whole episode with just like the the parts with just gar- uh with uh zero and nice noodles. I just was like, I just want to turn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty hard to watch. <laughs> Brian, uh, size noodles is from Staten Island. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> uh, ben says, "Does New Jersey honestly want to claim?" <laughs> New Jersey doesn't want to claim anyone. <laughs> I think Size Noodle should just start her own town. I think she just needs to and go become away. the sheriff of that town. Um, yeah, Snoodle City. Honestly, uh, where, she should have been the where you only get that. where you only get uh, where you only get uh, soup and and noodles. Snoodles. Eh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. So what happens? So obviously, if you couldn't tell, she go she goes to the two Camorian guards that are protecting the cell. Or the walkway to the cell. Be like, Gardula says, um, wants to uh, request who's stronger, and then they immediately fight for no given reason. They just they just <laughs> hear her and they fight. Gamorian and then there's a Gamorian the worst. in front of the cell, and Sai goes, "Oh my God, stop them! They're fighting!" <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, that worked well, I guess." And then once that happens, um, the interaction between Zero and Size Noodles is. Pretty interesting. <laughs> I'd say um, some of the things that they were saying and how Zero was like, oh my god, prison has left me like this and I I've, I, I just wanted to continue our love and I'm like, what is going Like, This is a love story that no one asked for but we got anyway and we didn't really appreciate it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's funny the... Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. 
That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. The thing between the dialogue between the two and a fun fact about that dialogue between the two is that she told Zero that she wants to be together with Zero forever. And he says, you really mean that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do my Zero impression. And, and Sai Sinul says, from the bottom of my fluid sack. And Sai Sinul's species is called Apollowick. And her species, instead of hearts, have fluid sacs. So she was technically saying, from the bottom of my heart. And she just mm-hmm. replaced the fluid sack. So I thought it was a pretty cool uh, little Easter egg that I... <laughs> Found in that line, which is weird that I'm finding stuff like that from Sykes Noodles. Um, there's there's, not, enough, there's <laughs> not enough brain bleach to cleanse my memory of that. That is so true. Oh, yeah. Get ready for this next part. Um, we see um, Sykes Noodles <laughs> and Zero Kiss. and um, It is the most awkward thing God. I've ever seen in my life. I think uh, well, um, I, was, I was talking to Luke when this happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> Awful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that good. was uh that was probably one of the low moments in Clone Wars. <laughs> um it's in I my think... top ten. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh Jesus Chase, you just like chaos, okay? That's your issue. You just love chaos. I don't know what to tell you. This is this is your burden. You love chaos in Star Wars, and this is your problem. I don't know. I just I see it, I'm like, God. This is terrible. I I am having a great time. Oh my god. I feel like Chase, you're that guy who's happy when they're miserable. Yeah, like, oh they're kissing. Yes, but no, but also yes. This, this like whole thing feel like it feels very much like this episode's very much catered to the younger audience. And like yes. this whole scene is like Which is interesting. Hey, hey kids. Isn't kissing gross? Oh, look, at, <laughs> yeah. look at how gross this is. <laughs> no, that's so true, though. Ben's like, uh, I literally went, I have a lightsaber <laughs> and a very long lip. <laughs> it's a snout. It's a snout. <laughs> that's so funny. But anyway, push through yeah, Push through this part. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, we go back to Obi-Wan and Qu- uh, Quinlan Voss after this. Thank God. Uh, it's a great way to go after uh, that sequence. But once um, once that's over with, Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss arrive on Nalhutta and question the Huts if they were responsible for breaking Zero out of prison because Obi-Wan and the Republic are allies with the Huts. Mm-hmm. So, and then Quinlan Voss was very, you know, like adamant to know all the answers. And, um, and he didn't care like he immediately um accused them and didn't really know all the facts before blaming them and and i found this to be cool because while zero was talking to the huts at the beginning of the episode quinlan sees an empty cup on the ground 
and he goes and he holds it and he experiences a vision, which this is the first time we see force psychometry in Star Wars. And we see this a lot. We see this in Jedi Fallen Order. We see this a little bit in The Rise of Skywalker. But this episode was the first time we see that power. And I thought it was really cool. Um, and then once Quinlan Voss and Kenobi leave to go to Zero Cell, Cad Bane enters the frame. Yes. And he was just sitting behind the closed doors this entire time. Um, what were your guys, like, what was your reaction to Quinlan's unique power? Because as time went on, we find out that this power is hereditary and you can't learn this. So Quinlan being one of the very few people that know this power, I thought it was what makes him such a cool character. Uh, it was like when um, Obi-Wan said, like, let me find, I know where I'm going with it. Oh, <laughs> <When I'm> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so like, wait, let me find where it's at. I know where I'm going. Do you trust me? And he says that to Obi-Wan. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Obi-Wan, um, especially with him being kind of like a, a different kind of version of Anakin, I feel like Anakin and Obi-Wan have like a trusty relationship, but sometimes Anakin does very risky things is what Quinlan Boss does in this episode. So <laughs> he needs to be very careful with... <laughs> How they go because the Huts a big family. Huts are very powerful in the galaxy, yeah. so you don't you don't want to mess that up. <laughs> and and Obi Wan's always concerned, just like how he is with Anakin all the time. And yeah, and then we move to Zero Cell with Obi Wan and Quinlan Boss, and they notice the Gamorreans are lying on the ground, and Zero escaped. And um, I just. I just love because once that scene of them when everyone's like boss he escaped or zero escaped they immediately cut to size noodles and zero on the swamp speeder <laughs> and then we see them follow I just want to know your thoughts about that sequence or that banter between Obi-Wan and Quinlan right after Obi-Wan gets caught by that monster from the from the swamp <laughs> Um, I thought that was one of the one of the one of the few funny moments in this episode. I think the funniest is when Sai Singles got through the Gamorreans, but this one was really funny. The way that he was speaking to Quinlan, just and how Quinlan was speaking to him, I thought it was just hilarious. I I like the fact that they they always pair Obi Wan with that person who's just such a handful. Like he can never have an easy assignment. It, it, there's nothing for him that will ever go according to plan. And I think that's such a cool aspect of Obi-Wan's character throughout Clone Wars. Um, but the one thing that I thought was interesting, kind of going back to the cup, was it always bugged me. I don't think it's like a huge thing, but it's just like this compulsive thing of like, why was there no like servant droid that picked this cup up um, earlier? Yeah. Why, and why does he like turn around walk over and pick it up like you you're you, we see this really cool ability you can you can get like a force echo you don't just go like whoop with the force on it and like you know be a little bit sneaky like i feel like that would be more in his character in this episode of well just like yeah and uh whoop. and but um, I, could, I could see that but then again like you don't want to you don't want to alarm them mm -hmm. you know yeah um but yeah I, I i think their interaction is cool i think it's a good like parallel to obi-wan and anakin yeah, and I thought the, the the best part of that sequence was when Obi-Wan was attacked by that monster. 
Mm-hmm. And then right when he escapes him, and Quinlan just walks over, hey, can you stop wasting time, Kenobi? We're on a mission. <laughs> and he doesn't even acknowledge that the monster got him. And he just doesn't care. And I thought that was very Quinlan boss-like. He's just like, let's 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 do this. And it's kind of funny because Obi-Wan was doing the same thing at the beginning of the episode. And now Quinlan boss is like, okay, just no more, no more dilly daddling. Let's go. Let's do this thing. No getting trapped by monsters or anything. Um, but yeah, um, Sam, what were your, uh, what was your thoughts about um, that little sequence on the by the river with Quinlan and Obi Wan? You mean when you had to rescue him? What's oh that? I felt so embarrassed for um, Obi Wan when he said he had to get rescued by him. Yeah. <laughs> Now I need my hat now. I think that's what he said. Yeah, he. No, I, yeah, <laughs> it was it was hilarious just seeing how Quinlan responded to Obi Wan almost getting eaten alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenobi, are you are you done? Are we are we gonna take all day with this? And I just thought it was hilarious. Just like it's like Obi Wan, just like all right, I'm coming, and then like all of a sudden the the monster attacks him. And it's just like, oh, geez. I mean, but also, Cad Bane and Toto, like, they are, like, also having issues as well. Yeah. Um, Like, they pass up, they, well, they don't know that they pass up uh, Kenobi and, and Boss, but they do. Um, but, uh, I like, it's, it's so interesting to see that dynamic uh, mm-hmm. between those two. Yeah, and so after that scene, we go to where Sai uh, Snoodles and Zero are going to. And they're going to visit Zero's mom um, called Mama the Hut. She's literally called Mama the Hut. And um, <laughs> this is one of those uh, moments in Clone Wars where you're like, why? <laughs> um, so once um, they go they go visit Mama the Hut, uh, Mama gives Zero, because Zero was like, I'll give you my uh, swamp speeder for a starship because he wants to get off the planet. And because he tells Mama that he's getting hunted down by Gardula and he needs to take it out of here. So he takes the starship and heads to the planet Teth. And which, correct me if I'm wrong, Teth is a planet that is introduced or also, well, not introduced, um, it's um, brought upon in the Master and Apprentice book. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and, it is. Um, I thought it was a really cool um, reference um, that Master and Apprentice had this planet involved because we see what the planet looks like and mm-hmm. we get a whole story about how Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were there and now Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss are there. And Zero says he has important business on Taft. That's why he needs to get out of there. Not because he also has to escape, but he has this business he has to yeah. take care of. Mm-hmm. And it's also intertwined with him taking down the huts while the huts are trying to take down him. So it's it's kind of like a, a pretty sticky situation, I'd say. Yeah. And and then Cad Bane and Toto go after Zero on this on not the same, but they go on a swamp speeder very similar to what Sai and uh, Zero were writing earlier. And um, Obi-Wan notices that Voss and him aren't the only ones after Zero, but they had no idea that it was Cad Bane that's after him. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Mama the Hut, and then... <laughs> can we... 
I love how Mom in the Hut was like, Mr. Fancy Pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way she talked. Like, it was like, if you were to have like Michael Clark Duncan play like a really, like a very deep, I don't know how to explain it. Like, have, anyone, you, like, ever, have you ever seen Squidbillies? A little bit. <laughs> you know the character Crystal? It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> Luke knows what's going on. I'm the, like, the, I'm not, she's she's the she's the woman that is always laying down, uh, mm-hmm. and she's got like a really bad mullet with like hair sticking out like this. Um, but no, I mean, if you have time after this, look up Crystal Squidbillies, and it's Mama the Hut, and she even talks like Mama the Hut. It's so funny. Um, Are you guys going to kill my son? Yeah. <laughs> It's this because, like, even like backtracking to like, to, like, like when we meet size noodles and like there's the like Las Vegas dancers wearing the the hut helmets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now get this like very very he- like for a hut a big hut uh, <laughs> that is just like in bed like this and like yeah you going after my son <laughs> it's just yeah. like this like this episode literally does not stop at any moment and it is wild it's, every it's second away it is honestly amazing that uh they had the creativity of <laughs> bringing in such a big hut because before this i had before watching that episode when i was younger i had no idea huts could get that big <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Like it's literally if you were to have that Geonosian queen, but a hut. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Oh yeah, it literally is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I wish she was on that filter so we could do Smasher Pass. <laughs> <laughs> we're all picking Smash, right? Yeah. No, I'm passing on that one. <laughs> Luke, come on. I'm I'm out. I, there's a lot to love there, but I just don't think yeah, there's, there's, there enough, there's not enough of me to uh, give her what she needed. No one, anyway. can, no one can truly handle Mama the Hut. No, 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 no. Not even Jabba's father. Um, and then when yeah. Obi, yeah, and then when Obi Wan and Quinlan Voss interrogate Mama, they ask um, where because they're not after him to kill him as what someone did prior to them coming in wanted to do Cad Bane. Yes. And she tells Obi Wan and uh, Quinlan Voss that he's going to Teff, not for like any like. He just, she just says that they're going to Tef. Mm-hmm. And he, they tell Mama the Hutt that if we don't find Zero before Cad Bane does, then he's he, will be, be he will be in big trouble. Yeah, he's going to be in a much bigger risk than if he were to be caught by Obi-Wan and Quinlan. Mm-hmm. 
and we go to cut. And we see zero by a tomb. And this is where the hollow diary is located. This is the information that could be um, enough to take down the entire Hut clan. And Sai Sindles is like, oh, look at this. And grabs it and takes it. And then he's like, oh, I got a job to do and pulls a gun on zero. Well, um, well, even in that, even in that exchange, like he, like Zero's, like yeah, this is everything on the on the entire Hut Council, which makes you think we've gotten the Huts in the Higher Public. Mm-hmm. It, yep. it, 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 you got to wonder if that diary's got some stories from the High Republic and the Dren Gear and 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 everything else, because now Hutta actually. Is the way it is because of the Drengear attack back in the High Republic. That's actually why it, it, it is like the swampiness and the and the layout. Um, yeah. uh, but like it, it's so interesting to think like one like it's it's so mobster. Let's keep all of our stuff in one place and like it like let's keep let, let's make sure that nobody can get to it. We put it with a dead guy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then we see Cat. Uh, we see Sisunals turn on him, and then he's like, "But what about our romance? What about the oh, sunsets? And what God. about all this?" Oh my god! And then it's zero dirty. I can't. That's and then she's like, "You'll think twice before breaking my heart." And then, and then she was like, "Oh wait, there won't be a next time." And then poof, 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 that's how zero goes. Oh my um, god! You know what? It I, was like the most satisfying, but like disappointing death in all of Star. Wars. I know, right? Like, imagine getting killed by Sice Noodles. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's not the worst. What were your guys' thoughts on like, that? That's death? an all-time low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's just one of those things. Of like, you're you're right. Like, it's it's satisfying to watch like such a, a dumb character like get what's coming to him like, <laughs> exactly part of me that like wants to root for size noodles of like yeah like the character we only know from doing the really weird song in, in Empire go girl and return of the jedi like oh wow she she has a backstory and she's kind of you don't want to call her a badass but she's like exhibiting all of the <laughs> factors that go behind that and you're just like oh, i guess she's got something going for her um <laughs> Yeah, like it's you're right, and it's like just like the angle of like just the blaster pew pew, and then like zero just kind of like flops over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's one way to get rid of a character, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Sam, your thoughts? Um, I thought to her that um, it was just a surprise how <laughs> she turns on her just a second over, and all of a sudden you're just like loving on her and loving on him, and then you're just gonna turn on him and just shoot on. Him. <laughs> It made it seem like they were like, okay and fine. But then it's like, how, how can I just dive into a love story between Zero the Hut, who we all hate, and Sai Noodles, who we all think is annoying? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's hard a, to take it seriously. It's a lose-lose situation. But uh, like once Cat Bane and Obi Wan and Quinlan Vos get there, that's when like that's like the best part of the episode. The oh my god, by far, yeah, by far. 
it's it's interesting because as Sai leaves after Zero's death, we see Cad Bane and Toto enter the scene, and Cad Bane's like, I hate it when someone does my job for me. And he hears a ship above him, and he notices that's a Jedi ship. And then we see Obi-Wan and Quinlan Boss jump out and land right in front of Zero's body. And I find this scene to be pretty badass on Cad Bane's part because you'd think, like, maybe you'd hide from a Jedi. And then once they go and see Zero's body, Cad Bane just walks out. Like, he doesn't care that they're there. Like, he's not afraid of a Jedi. He's not even afraid of two Jedi. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he is one of the most ruthless people in the galaxy. And he's not afraid of anything. It's, It's one of the little things that made me appreciate Cad Bane more. But it's like, he didn't even do anything. He, all he did was just not be a coward. <laughs> because, like, it's... I find it so cool that Cad Bane is able to be this skilled. Like, he is such a skilled bounty hunter. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people take that for granted. Like, I've always, like, taken that for granted. Because, like, me being a Boba Fett fan and always getting him compared with Cad Bane. And, like, Cad Bane is... Oh man, he's something else in this in this in this episode specifically. But that's what interesting. You, but no, go ahead. oh yeah, what's so interesting about like just this the interact this, the whole essentially rest of the episode, right? Of like Cad Bane versus Quinlan Boss and Obi Wan. Uh, I just rewatched Attack of the Clones the other day, and <laughs> nice. the thing I, I, I that movie is fantastic to watch after you've seen Book of the Boba Fett. By the way. Um, it is actually it is so much more to that movie the movie's great as it is it makes you feel weird a little bit about the tuscan raiders that are weird but what's so cool about that is you know we have this scene on on camino where we have jango fett versus obi-wan right and we see that this there is the bounty hunter versus the jedi is almost a fair fight and we got this a lot in the expanded universe of like the jedi are being hunted by bounty hunters um and so it's one of those things we got it in you know a lot of the books a lot of the comics and a lot of the video games and then we see that in attack of the clones and now we see it in the clone wars with cad bane and he's taking on two jedi on his own and he's holding himself in the fight so we do more like get more of this like bounty hunters are something to be messed or something to be taken seriously and maybe not feared but just like this is a a huge thing that the Jedi have to do. And, and I think you see this with Obi-Wan and Quinn the boss. They don't, these aren't droids. They're, they're cutting the heads off of, right. This is a serious yeah. confrontation they have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, just a real quick shout out. Uh, Brooke B dazzler. Um, if you're looking for star Wars merch, looking for stuff for like a loved one that loves star Wars, far, far away factory. Uh, they have their own Instagram. You can follow Brooke at underscore B Dazzler underscore. She's got everything from Air Force Ones, vans, uh, jackets, t-shirts, uh, shoes, uh, um, uh, d- d- stickers. Uh, which eventually we will be getting Pod Ones uh, stickers. Um, but eventually, she does have an Etsy shop. Eventually, she will be going towards her own website. So be on the lookout for that. Far, far away factory. And there's our plug. And continue with the episode. Brooke, I'm going to send you some cycling shoes. 
Ooh, interesting. Cycling shoes. And uh, Attack of the Clones, I, I I feel like Attack of the Clones gets a lot of shit, but it's an it's a decent Oh, I, I give it I give decent, it crap all the yeah. time. But I mean, yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's, yeah. it's a decent cool. movie. I really do enjoy it's that good. movie. It's really that, good. I give that movie a lot of crap too. It's my my least favorite movie, but it does have its moments. It does Let absolutely say, it has it does moments. have its moments. Rewatching it was uh, a treat to say the least. Uh, yeah, I mean, after, after the Book of Boba Fett, it's, it's, it's it hits hard. It enhances it. Yeah, Especially I would agree with that. With Anakin on the Tusken Raiders, like it gives us more depth about the Tuskens, and then we see more of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. um, I think what the Tuskens does. I think with the Tuskens, I think what it does after after Book of Boba Fett. Now that we've got that media. Is it makes and I don't mean this as like like slander. It makes Anakin a worse person, which is what we're yeah, going. For. Yeah, we need him to be worse uh, because he's he's got to become the the the, the prime bad. of yeah. We don't know where he's going. Yeah, and so it's just now that we have that context of like you potentially killed a bunch of innocent life forms. Like holy crap! Still standing is a podcast of hope. My name is Ali Patterson, and I am your host. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories from people who have encountered a living God and found help and hope in their real life. No matter what your life is like right now or what you think of God, I hope you hear stories like yours, and I hope you walk away thinking there's hope for me too. Everyone on this podcast would gladly say it's because of Jesus that I am still standing. Come find out why. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Yeah, but I mean, they also established in the Book of Boba Fett that some relied on killing to make it through, and then some were... And also, he was alive. It's all about perspective. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I think when Anakin touched her, that you know, that's because once once Anakin touched her, I think that was when you know, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he tried absolutely. to force her, and it did the opposite. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah um, basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, even so, getting back to the episode, like seeing Cad Bane like completely go toe to toe with two Jedi and 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 have a saber fight with yeah Obi Wan cool. was dope. Watching him go toe to toe with Obi Wan, who's probably one of the greatest Jedi in the entire galaxy, um, she like, it's it's just ridiculous. Like he was a complete badass in that in that fight. Yeah, but. I I it's just one of those things. Like it, it's the, I think the first time I watched this episode, I was like, well, this kind of diminishes the ability of the Jedi. Like if anyone can just grab a lightsaber and, and go, go to town with them. But it's just like, it just kind of, I think more specifically, kind of like. Re- it does the opposite of, I think it gives more, more praise to the bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And showing their skills and sign and showing that, Hey, you don't have to be force sensitive to use a lightsaber, AKA Marky on row that exactly. we know of right now. We don't know if he's force sensitive or not, but. Um, but yeah, I'm a Jedi, so no, it's just it's true. Um, uh, and I mean, so I mean, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Anybody got anything else to say on the uh, the uh, the the interactions between Cad Bane, Quinlan Boss, and Obi Wan? Like that, I when I mentioned earlier about Quinlan Boss taking risks, I really love that scene. That he didn't even have a lightsaber. He just ran, jumped, and just tackled Bane in midair, like without a <laughs> without a worry in the world. Oh, gosh, this flame th- like 
this just makes Quinlan Vos such an enjoyable character, just because of what he's capable of doing and one well, like what he can do in terms of like, you know, if he doesn't have his lightsaber, what does he do? He just goes and just engages the opponent. That's that's cool. Yeah, and the fact that he said that I, he owes Bane one for he owes one to Bane because yeah. he did something prior. That would be a fun little comic to get. <laughs> if we ever got a Cad Bane comic, I would Which love I, to have I, that interaction. We, we probably will. We, we might. Will. We might. I, I think it would be a fun little interaction that we got. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, we, we need we need more information about what, what he was doing. What Cad Bane, Bane was doing during the Imperial, d- during yeah. the uh, Galactic Civil War era. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, because the closest I, thing that we see him in is Bad Batch. And that's yeah, like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's so interesting that this this whole sequence of events, like from from them finding Zero to basically the end of the episode, it just like the episode just does like a complete one eighty. Yeah. Um, at this at this point, and it's just like it's so cool to see, and you like you you forget everything that happened mm-hmm. prior because like this fight scene is so cool, and it does tell a really interesting story. Like one of my you know big criticisms of of Clone Wars is a lot of times we get a lot of lightsaber swinging for the sake of lightsaber swinging. Um, and this one feels like we're telling a story and we're, we're showing mm-hmm. who these characters are based on their fighting. And you oh, know, yeah. the good thing is, too, is that the lightsaber fight kind of compensates for all the, the negatives that were that came into this episode. Like, mm-hmm. we, we didn't like the thing between Zero and Psy, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. We, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff that we didn't like, but this, ep- this lightsaber, lightsaber duel between Cad Bane and the fact that Cad Bane takes Quinlan's lightsaber and starts fighting Obi Wan with it is one of the most <laughs> badass things we've ever seen. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know he doesn't last long, but he tried. No, he, he like, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. He it's does like, a really good job. He's not afraid, and I think that's uh-uh. such a such a great aspect of his character. And I think getting the real life Cad Bane, we see this yet again. Like he is yes. not afraid to take take on anyone. It's like in a situation where he more more or less is probably outnumbered, he's still gonna do it. He's still gonna go for it. And because it always works out for him until the end. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like uh Din Djarin at any given moment. He's like, I like those odds. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter if he's against three Jedi or if he's against a Rancor and Boba Fett. Doesn't matter. I- and this is the first time I've I've like seen animated Cad Bane after watching Book of Boba Fett, and it feels it, weird, isn't it? it you isn't know, it, it just made me feel like they did such a good job in Book of Boba Fett with Cad Bane. Like they did such a good job. Like when I when I go back with fresh eyes after seeing Book of Boba Fett, and I see Cad Bane again, I had totally forgotten Cad Bane was in this episode. After well, when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh yeah, Cad Bane. They did a really good job in that show. Like they really captured him really well. So props to the costume people and mm-hmm. makeup people in, in that movie or in the in the show. Because yeah, uh, yeah, it, it get, I think also it just gives him more appreciation for Cad Bane after watching Book of Boba Fett. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sam, you have any um any thoughts about that um that that lightsaber duel? Yeah, like how he like grabbed his like lightsaber too, and also how he like electrocuted uh, Obi Wan without even like dropping a pin there. Yeah, and that's exactly how he did that to um, Ahsoka in the last season when um he was um I'm I'm forgetting what 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 was he doing? I forget. I'm forgetting what he was doing. Uh, he was trying to get the holocron. Oh, the holocron. The holocron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The holocron and he uh, he fried Ahsoka and yeah. Anakin to open up the holocron for him. Yeah, that's how he did it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like one of the most like that's like one of the coolest things that Cad Bane is able to do. Like, 
And like we don't see that from anyone. You can just grab them and just shock them until they have just... like because uh, I know like Chrysanthemum has like the the knucklers, like the electric knucklers. Does Cad Bane have something similar? I I, I don't know. It's just in his gauntlet. It just oh, sends okay. a, like a pulse. I bet it's from his glove, like his gloves that are that only go up to like yeah his index, like halfway through his fingers, and it just probably has like technology in it to where it sends a, sends a pulse of electricity to whatever he's trying to do. It's cool because I, I I think it's always cool to see how all the various bounty hunters get ahead just through like the technology and intuition that they have over not just like the Jedi, but over any of the bounties they're collecting. Like there's always like another trick up a bounty hunter's sleeve. Which I think yeah. That's, that's the one thing I love about bounty hunters is just their ingenuity to get the job done. Like it's, it's, it's one of the most interesting parts. It's like, it doesn't matter who they're against. They just find a way. The rockets who would have thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's what I realized in fallen order. That also happened too. Like when like you first encounter it on Kashyyyk when you're, um, I think like going or going back on one of the planets and they suddenly like attack you out of nowhere. And you're like, where do you come from? I like that. They're like a, you, you get one shot with those bounty hunter encounters. I think that's a, like, that's one of my favorite parts of that game. Yeah. I found one. Um, What was that planet called? It was when you're on the asteroid, when you're on the, um, when you're fighting all the animals or the finding all the the beasts in the arena, it's yeah, it's just the, the arena. I don't. Yeah, yeah, once, uh, once you're uh, done with that, you move on and then you fight one of those bounty hunters. And I think they're they're one of the toughest like parts of the game. Like you just encounter them randomly. Yeah, and you're never really extremely powerful. Yeah. yeah, it's like like bounty hunters are just it's just my thing. It's like that's why I love Boba Fett so much. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um... And, that yeah, is ahead. the the end of the episode. Yeah, we size we, nice well, noodles delivers the hollow diary to Java, and then yeah, yeah. So after that, yeah, size noodles gives the information to Java, and size noodles gets MVP paid. MVP award to size nice or size noodles. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you so much. <laughs> this episode was rough. I would say that it, it depends on which part though. Yeah, it was hard to watch it, for me. <laughs> it was hard to watch the beginning of it, and then like the back end was really, really worth it, though. But I had totally forgotten about this episode, and you had asked if anyone could could pop in for the episode. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. Let me rewatch it. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> oh, of, course, of course, I said to do the trashiest episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Char, what are, you you got your uh, three interesting facts? Oh uh, yeah, you guys ready for this? So yeah. Ready. yeah. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 14, Hunt for Zero Edition. Fact 1, an homage to Indiana Jones. The performance in front of the Hutt families uh, that was done by Sice Noodles uh, paid homage to the opening scene of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Fact 2, weird type of hair. Um, there's these little small creatures called Shirelian Tubes that rest on the top of the head of Marlo the Hutt and Mama oh, the Hutt yeah, the that thing, give them right? the appearance of hair. They're not actually, it's not actually hair. It's a moving, living creature on their head. And mm-hmm. fact three, um, the inspiration for Mama the Hutt. Um, the inspiration for the character came from the vampire Pearl from the 1998 Blade movie. And that was how Mama the Hutt was uh, made. That was who uh, Mama was inspired by. So... Those are the three interesting facts about Punt for Zero. Bam. Awesome. Nice is, job. Is, is the droid 
I can't, I can't remember if it's Cad Bane's droid or not. Is that Seth Green? Yes, yes. Toto is 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 okay. is uh, voiced by. Because I'm like that sounds like Seth Green. I didn't no, know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so this episode was brought to you by Brian with the beards beard bomb, the only beard bomb for Star Wars fans that live in their parents' basement. <laughs> LLC Incorporated. Um. All right. So every episode we have our rankings. Uh, we've got Youngling Bad, Padawan Okay, Jedi Knight Good, Jedi Master Great, Grandmaster Chef Kiss. Uh, this one's definitely going to be. I'm going to just start off Youngling. The, the, really? the back half, half doesn't even doesn't even save it. I'm sorry, it's huh. bad. It's just really bad. Zero's off for me. Size 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 well, noodles. Not think about the not title of the episode. It's called Hunt for Zero. Like this whole episode is about. Zero's death. <laughs> yeah, and I hate, and I absolutely hate. I, I I despise this episode. Yeah, I mean, hey, everyone's opinion's valid, and uh, I have nothing everybody, against your reasoning. <laughs> everybody in the chat, let us know what you guys' rankings are. Brian said one that's not even on the list. He said Bantha Poodoo. Yeah, that would be. That's it's what we should allowed. change. That's that's what we should change. Uh, youngling to. We should just put it. it, it yeah, with you being an Anakin bad, fan. In, yeah, with you being an Anakin fan, you put yeah. youngling as bad. I, I mean, that I makes sense. Put, I should have put. I should have put. No, I should put. Uh, youngling equals Bantha Poodoo. That's what it should be now. No, it should be bad equals Bantha Poodoo or Bantha no. Fox. No, because you can't. You can't just go from bad to young. You can't do that. Like, what's bad about a youngling? You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Anybody? Any? What's everybody else's rankings? Uh, I think I give it a Jedi Knight. It was good, but at the half of the end of it was kind of good when we get to see Cad Bane and them fight. Kind of the whole um, zero. Yeah, <laughs> was mm-hmm. not like really not that best. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was hard to enjoy. It's, some it was tough. Tough. Yeah, Chase, uh, what's your uh, ranking? I'm going to go Younger One. Uh, younger One. <laughs> it's just like, there's, honestly, it's not even the, it's not even the zero mm-hmm. and, and Psy for me. It's, it's just the sheer amount of like, what is this? What, what are you doing? Like, we start off with the, the stereotypes of the huts. Uh, and I think the huts are fine as these, these big menacing worms. They don't need to be Italian mob bosses or like Southern gentlemen. Then we go into like dude bro Quinlan Voss. And then we, <laughs> we, we get like, we get the Las Vegas showroom uh, yep. with the hut helmets. And then we get the, the Bayou swamp Dancers. fan, fan, fan boat thing. And then like all of the weird interactions between Psy <laughs> And uh, and zero. Then we get Mama the Hut, which is it's just like like I said, this episode doesn't stop being ridiculous. And I think Star Wars can be ridiculous in a fun way. Like as much as I don't like the the, the space Vespas from Boba Fett, they're fun. They are Robert Rodriguez fun. Do I think they fit? No, but they're fun. That they're they're fun to be in there. I don't think anything they put in this episode was fun. It was just weird. Uh, but the Cad Bane fight at the end is so good that I can't just be like, oh, it's a bad episode. Yeah, I can. That, that, that's that's what I'm acknowledging. Like, because I give this one, I'm gonna go with the uh, the chase technique here. I'm gonna give it a patanite. <laughs> sounds a lot like meta night, but it's a patanite. Um, it's in between the two. It's a two point five, I'd say. Um, gotcha. Just like Luke, 
I really hated the zero incise needle scenes. They made me extremely uncomfortable, even as a kid and me as an adult. Um, mm. But I never saw it as a kid, so I, I walked in as an adult. And I'm like, this is what people are all about. Okay. I remember yeah. seeing it as a kid. Like I remember seeing it, and I was like, and I kept remembering. I was like, oh, I remember now. I hated this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you once you see size noodles and zero touch touch faces, you 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 remember like it's it's stuck in your head at all times. Yeah. Oh my like, god. I feel like the chat has been you know pretty vocal about how goofy this whole episode is. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I just think that the Cad Bane versus Qui- uh, Quinlan Boss. I keep on mixing Qui Gon and Quinlan, but uh, well, yeah, Quinlan Boss. Um. I just think that saves the episode in my way. It doesn't. It doesn't make it a Jedi Master by all means, but it no. it gives it that leverage to where it's not an absolute ball of fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the, my most memorable fights in all of Clone Wars is yeah. that fight between Cad Bane and Obi Wan and Quinlan Vos. Yeah. And I just love Quinlan Vos in that scene, and that was actually my first introduction to Quinlan Vos. So. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of fighting, but like kind of like I said, like earlier, it's like there's a lot of fighting just for the sake of fighting just to have an action sequence in this show. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those things like I'm like, yes, this fight stands out like this is such a cool sequence that like it really does. You're like, oh, yeah, this is one of the, the coolest things. Like I know like a lot of the, the, a lot of people remember like a lot of the mall fights and stuff like that that are more memorable. But this is mm-hmm. when I think it really does like stick with you. Like this was a cool moment when Cad Bane, and Obi-Wan and Quinlan fought. Yeah, it's funny too because if you think about it, mm-hmm. how does Cad Bane last longer against Jedi Masters than General Grievous? Like, like <laughs> if, 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 think about that for a, think about that for a minute. How does how does Cad Bane last longer against Jedi Masters than General Grievous can? Just because like, General Grievous sucks. I that's my point. Like, like I, I think he's he's is a bit overrated, but like Cad Bane held his own against two Jedi Masters, and he whipped them. Like, he didn't just hold his own. He whipped them. He has experience. I will say the experience that Grievous just might not have, you know? Well, he did face Anakin a few episodes before. Like, he had to um, hire a bunch of whole bunch of bounty hunters into the Senate Capitol. Yeah. Take yeah, over. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, guys, let's get into... The news. <laughs> All right, Star Wars news, guys. Holy crap, did we get a ton today? Um, so today, uh, they dropped quite a few Kenobi. Um, there is an article out there, and I will warn the chat. If you guys don't want any potential spoilers, leave now. Come back in like 10, 15 minutes. Um, we will be talking about the report that came out about some stuff that we might possibly see for Obi-Wan. Um, uh, but for to start off, we're going to talk about the comic uh the synopsis, the synopsis for the comic run for the Kenobi run that comes out in the beginning of May. Uh, the official synopsis is, as he spends his final days in the remote deserts of Tatooine, Obi-Wan Kenobi takes time to reflect on and record key moments of a heroic lifelong lived. 
um, writing in an old uh, in an old leather bound journals for his from his hermit from his hermit's hut. Obi Wan remembers his days as a young Jedi initiate, as his, and his trials as a Padawan in the crucial crucible of the Jedi knighthood and the Clone Wars. And some of the earliest challenges he faced uh, as a true master of the Force. In this tale, Obi-Wan considers a watershed youngling adventure. He nearly survived on Coruscant when he was about eight years of age. This is just the beginning of his Jedi journey. Um, so, like, it's, this, is a, this is a very interesting comic run. Um, like it, we're gonna get everything from him being a Padawan to him being a Jedi Knight with uh, with with Qui Gon, and like it, it's gonna be really really interesting. I can't wait to see that. What were your guys' thoughts on that synopsis? I think it's extremely cool that we get to uh, hear what the show is potentially going to be about. Um, and I'm just. I'm just so excited, man. Like, and it's funny for I find it odd that you, of all people, are willing to say potential spoilers for Kenobi, as you are by far one of the most like crazy people, like crazy people about this show. Like you're the, like you don't shut up about this show, and you're willing to say potential spoilers. Like I, I give I give you courage, man. Like. Like, but I mean, I know it's like not really a spoiler. It's like this comic book run is is speculation. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I mean, I mean, with the comics, you're not getting, you're just getting more. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just getting more backstory, which I think is great. Um, Sam Chase, your thoughts on the comic run that's going to drop before the show, Joe's? Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Um. I also heard something else too. I think it's like a rumor. I think someone's going to be uh, Bill Algorana is going to be coming back. Uh, his character, I think. Yes. Rumor. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. We will. We will. We will talk about that in a little bit as well. Yeah i I think it's I think it's neat because it sounds almost like a little bit more of a the you know the the Jot the Jawa uh, from a certain point of view where he gets yes. the memory, memory core of R2. Uh-huh. It seems like it's going to be something like that. Yes. Very elaborate version of that. And I think mm-hmm. that that from a certain point of view with the Jawa is, it's so wholesome. And, yes. And, and, absolutely. And it just makes you think like, it, it just puts such a, a fond memory of all the stuff that we've been through thus far. And then mm-hmm. having that perspective from Obi-Wan, because yes. he has such an, a unique perspective of everything that transpired essentially from the end of the higher public until where we are now. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for something like this to happen. I'm not the biggest star Wars comic fan. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've just picked up Afra and I'm like slowly getting through it. Um, yeah. I enjoy it a lot, but yeah. like even stuff like some of the stuff that I should be into, like the Poe Dameron comics, I just, just didn't do it for me. Um, but this seems like something I'll be able to, especially if it's like a short, like five, five issue run or something like that. I'll, yeah. I'll probably be able to like zoom through this and really enjoy it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny, Chase, because uh, the last time I was at my uh, nearby Half Price Books, the only Star Wars comics they have there is Poe Dameron comics. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just I... It's not your cup of tea. It's I just feel like the story that they put... It's just like they put a very cool story that was 
I love Poe Dameron. I I am the opposite. I think Poe Dameron should have had more story in the in the sequel trilogy, but that's mm-hmm. just my bias towards X Wing pilots. Yeah, uh, but it didn't feel like the story of an X Wing pilot. It felt like the story of someone like like Dash Rendar would have been the perfect yeah. protagonist for that series. Like a, a cool mercenary, a cool like ex soldier, something like that would have been perfect for that series. Not the pilot of Black One. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Kenobi. We can talk about Poe Dameron another time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of Kenobi, I will put up the spoiler alert. Um, we are getting into possible possibilities of the show. N- not a ton of people are are reporting on it, uh, but some are. Um, I feel like it could be an interesting conversation. Um, life insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think your work coverage is enough there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't if the unexpected were to happen to you who would pay the mortgage the kids tuition and all the other bills in a time of grief the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we have learned that a original trilogy character will play a big part in this show. Um, According to Star Wars Newsnet, uh, they have learned that Obi-Wan will have an important mission in the series that involves none other than Her Highness Princess Leia. Uh, As we know, the Kenobi series takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, which would make her 10 years old in the series. Additionally, we've learned that the princess managed to get herself into trouble. Why does that not surprise me? (laughs) Um... So they're speculating that even at this young age, uh, from what they've heard, it appears that the princess is being held prisoner in a cantina-like establishment where we will see a healthy mixture of new and familiar creatures. Of course, Obi-Wan's task will be to rescue the princess with a young Leia's significant involvement in the series. We know that her adopted parents will also play a role. As we all know, Bale will be back with by Jimmy Smiths, and I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah, like if and, if, and to if be J- honest, and to be honest, I I I feel like they had to. This is the way they're going to explain him not being there for Luke. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, and I will say this again. 
there is only two ways that he gets off of Tatooine and it makes sense. Either Leia is in trouble or he is in, in or he is endangering uh Luke. Yeah, like and it, this it makes... makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, I they, was did, to say. they did end up casting a young Leia and a young Luke. Do we know so who's this... gonna be playing young Leia? No, no, okay. not not nothing as of yet. And this um, is just a rumor, right? Uh, so two other websites have have reported on this. Okay. Um, but I knew for a fact I knew Jimmy Smith was coming back for sure. Um, and uh, I, I I suspected Leia was going to be a part of it, which makes sense because if Luke's not in trouble, but Leia is, he has that same. I feel like he has that same. Uh, um loyalty to to her as well as he does to Luke. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean it's kind of spoilery but I feel like we've known like this is kind of going to happen. Yeah, yeah I feel like there'll be an interesting twist in the story because we always know Obi-Wan was there for Luke but what about Leia? You know? Yeah. This screw up the the Death Star scene though like when No because what, she never she never really meets Obi-Wan. So he's gonna rescue her, but we may not. They may never interact in the show. She she might be ten years old, and something happens to where she forgets what what happened that okay. time. Huh. That that okay. could definitely happen. I mean, it's not all right for people that are worried about the nitpicky bullshit in the fucking original trilogy. I'm sorry this this story is going to make more sense for the original trilogy than hurt it. Yeah, I'm no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Um, there's just, I'm just like, I'm just thinking like little stuff. Like, yeah, it is nitpicky, but I'm like, she definitely would have seen Obi-Wan while they're running to the Falcon. Nidra. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, th- this, the, the one hope, not one hope, one of the big hopes that I do hope we do get, I want to see live action Alderaan. And I want to agree. See, I want to see the ships in the same way we got, the, the ship diversity from seeing the ships of Naboo and how their their technology evolved. The way that and this is all expanded universe stuff, but the way that the ships of Alderaan like came to be, like they're so cool. I really hope because we've been getting stuff from legends that have been just like little little drops here and there of like this is now gonna be canon, this is now gonna be canon, or at least an interpretation of it. The Alderaanian ships are so awesome that I really hope we get to see some of that stuff. Like, j- even just some of them taking off from spaceports, uh, uh, my heart will just like, oh. Yeah, and we we see a little bit of Alderaan at the very end of, Re- of Revenge of the Sith, but it was only for a good 30 it's, seconds. It's like, like, a, a, it's like a, B, a B-roll of, like, landscape, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, I want to see the city streets uh, of Alderaan. And, and, and here's the thing. The only way that makes sense is if, if, if like, Obi-Wan can't just show up on Alderaan and be like, yo, what's up, Bale? Like, it it has to be secretive because if mm-hmm. he goes to Alderaan, which is heavily in Imperial territory at that point, um, they he would mess the entire rebellion plan and like the secrecy and everything that would be blown all the hell. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't it, like people were saying, Oh, what if we got uh, Obi-Wan Vader on Alderaan? I got that completely ruins what happens in a new hope completely uh, because then it would have been Vader would have been on to bail from the very beginning. You know, if Obi-Wan was there, he puts two and two together 
Like it's not that hard to to think that through. I think we'll we'll I don't I think we'll get uh, you know something that's like a a, a mid level known planet like something like Solus or something like that that they'll, okay. they'll they'll face off on like it's I don't think it's going to be Mustafar I think you're nope. right it's not going to be Alderaan it's definitely not going to be Tatooine not it's going to be one of those planets that if you've paid attention to any external media of Star Wars you'll probably do it maybe it's Dantooine. Maybe we get a, a Dantooine scene. Yeah, but but then again, that that was an old Rebel base. Mm-hmm. We don't know what was really going on. And yeah, so I maybe, mean, it's... but it's one of those things. I think they're going to do it like a. I I imagine the Obi Wan versus Vader fight, like fight in this show, will be a healthy amount of fan service. I I think it'll be fan service done well. Wow. Oh, that's why I say healthy amount. Like yeah. Not yeah. like, oh, they're going to go on the same things that they did in Mustafar, and it'll be just just no. the same fight in the Vader costume. Like, yeah, no, it I won't be. It's going to be... be Yoda pulling on his lightsaber and flipping and swinging. Like, see, like I know. think I think it's going to be like SC imagined, like you know that whole thing with the Vader and Obi Wan where they remastered it. I think the combat's going to be more like that style. I, I think Vader, yes, it's gonna be hard to do like spinning and shit, and they're probably not gonna do that, which is fine. But I want a mixture of original trilogy combat and prequel con. con well, and uh, you'll get that from Ewan combat. McGregor. Like I, I, I think, and I haven't seen Rebels, but I, I know the Maul versus Obi Wan fight. Yes, I think that proves, and, and this new narrative of how the sequels, lightsaber fights, the are bad it's like no you can i think all of those fights tell really interesting stories and i think the rebels fight with maul and obi-wan it tells a beautiful story yes um and i think we i don't think it'll be as as poetic and abrupt as the maul fight i think we're gonna Mm -hmm. definitely get an elongated fight but it's it again it's not going to be the revenge of the sith fight 2.0 no no it will be a good mixture of of both. Kind of, of both, yeah. I think it will be very... It has to be incredibly emotional. Yes. And, it, and in a way that I I think there is a lot of emotion in the Mustafar fight, but to a point where it, I would argue the, the, rise acrobatics, of the, yeah, yeah. the rise of Skywalker fight of Rey and Kylo of how they are slowly trading blows because neither well, yeah. of them wants to kill the other. Um. And oh, I yeah. think that's what it's going to be very, very similar to. I, I think, think we so will too. get some of that prequel flair for sure, for sure. but it'll ju- it'll be muted in a way. Yeah, Sam, your thoughts? Um, I think there's a soft thing like Inquisitors coming. I think I don't know. <laughs> Possibly yes. Um, but I hope they really bring like um like they did in Rebels, how they um. Told more of the story. I hope we get like more of Obi Wan, like more of him. We get to learn more about him and see where his past and where he is now. Kind of like what they do in Boba Fett, but it's that let's let's dive deep into Obi Wan. Let's learn more what we already know, but let's see what we, what we can do new. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Um. We're going to, so from here on out, no more spoiler talk, no talk of that. Yeah, someone we'll ping let... Camilla. Someone someone ping Camilla in the chat because she was uh, like, I'm gone. I don't want to hear anything. Um, I, I can do it. I can do it. So 
Okay. Uh, hey, Bozo, get back in here. So now uh, we'll talk about the other news about Kenobi. Uh, John Williams has composed the theme for Kenobi. Um, very, no very, very, very excited about this. Yes. Variety came out and said that 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 he had already done. Already done. Four other sources have said that he is he had he composed the main theme for Obi Wan Kenobi. What? Yes, yes. So I know that theme. Like I, I, I think it's gonna be a mixture of of the Force theme, but something else. But it's just gonna be very, very emotional when that hits the first time. When we see Obi Wan, I'm gonna cry like a baby back bitch. Like I am like, that's happening. Like I, I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to know that he is writing. He is doing it. Um, I'm really like, honestly, like Char said, I am looking, I, this is my most anticipated, anticipated show movie, uh, stream thing of the year. This is my Joker. Like I am. And the fact that we get John Williams back is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I I had no idea until now. Like, I was just looking through our notes. I didn't know the details. I just know that John Williams was going to have some involvement um, with yep. the music. Uh, it's not his entire. Like, it's not. I don't believe it has the same amount of like involvement as like the the saga films. But no. I know, yep. But yeah. That's incredible. Um, I this, yeah. This show is going to be. I had no idea. Crying nonstop. <laughs> Oh my god, it's gonna be nuts! Uh, if you don't cry at least four out of the six episodes, you're not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I would be out of, I would say six out of the six. <laughs> uh, Jordan here. So old that this show needs to start with you and McGregor on the Naboo starship, leaving Mustafar in the fetal position, bawling. Oh god, emotional damage. That is how the series needs to start. So that's how the N one Starfighter got there. Yeah, from, from, um, from Book of Boba Fett is that Obi Wan no, blew it? No, because they, they, <laughs> used the, they used the Naboo transport. They used they used Padme's transport. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. But it should be him on that starship, like like bawling, and you know, it just being autopiloted. You know. Oh god. Um. Uh, everybody's thoughts on John Williams coming back in in composing the theme. Perfect. In, uh, I am. Mind blown. It, I, it feels appropriate too for him yes. coming back in with that with the release date being the 45th anniversary of Star Wars, and it's just it just it, it just feels super appropriate to have him the greatest the greatest music composer of all time. Oh yeah, there's no doubt him. about that. He, no, no one. It's it's first is John Williams. Second is long way down. <laughs> no one's touching John Williams for a long time. I don't even know if anyone will, but dude, it's it, it's amazing to know that that's happening. Yep. Sam, your thoughts on John Williams coming back? Yeah, really well that he's coming back too. Um, I heard that he's like a very well he made. I think he did like the prequel sounds, like did all the original trilogies sounds, yep. all that. Yeah, well, he's really great. We're gonna have like probably get some more original trilogy sounds, or they probably will try to do like a mix of them. I mean, he's done so many great scores throughout his career. So, you know, yeah, like what if he does like a, a mix between like some of the prequel music and the original music? 
Like, what if, like, like the Anakin versus Obi, like the the Vader versus Obi Wan deal? We get a mix between like, um, Anakin versus Obi Wan's theme, like a mix between like possibly, um, yeah, like what if we get a heroes. mix in between that. Like, that is possible, and John Williams is the guy to do that. Like, and that makes it because he's done the prequels, he's done the Oats, he's in the originals, he's on the sequels. He's like he did Jurassic he, Park and Jaws. He did Jurassic Park. He did Jaws. He did Harry Potter. I didn't he know did he Indiana. Did he did. He did Indiana Jones. Like his his resume is out of this world, and I'm so glad. And he's like in his early to mid. No, he he no, he's ninety. He he's turned 90? ninety last week. Oh my really? Yes. Is that I had no idea he was that. I knew that he was in his he was in his like elderly years. But man, like. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's coming back to do this for Kenobi, like it's just did, I think he did uh close encounters as well. He's done a lot of work with Spielberg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, I know he's done a lot with Spielberg, but I, I can't remember if it was close encounters. You know what we need? We need Kenny Loggins to do Danger Zone. <laughs> the Danger Zone reprise for Rogue Squadron. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good idea. Make it Star Wars idea. style. I like it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, moving on, this was announced during, uh, the, this week's Star Wars show. Um, uh, we are getting a official timeline book from, uh, Kristen Baber and, uh, Jason Fry, Cole Horton, Amy Richo, and Clayton Sandell. Um, this will be the invert in universe history of the galaxy far, far away from the time before the High Republic to the fall of the First Order and the ultimate defeat of Emperor Palpatine by the Resistance. I am, cool. ex- I am excited because <laughs> now I don't have to look and see. Oh, when did that take place? It's gonna be, it's gonna be so awesome to read and just, I, I'm. I'm waiting to pre-order it. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait to dive into like specific things because I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of in, uh, Easter eggs and whatnot. But I was reading the um, the sentence um, um, down below how it says this will be an ultimate canon encyclopedia drawing from the films, including the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> I love how some people leave out the Clone Wars yeah. movie when they do like Star Wars rankings. Well, and it goes um, live, live action. action and animated series, books, comics, video games, and other, and any other media. I think that's cool because for those people that are um, not into the High Republic, they can read about this and learn about it a little bit more because you can see on the cover, you can see Keith Trennis yes. in the, the middle center. And not a lot of people know a lot about Keith Trennis. And it's for those of you that don't watch the read the High Republic, this is like this could be your introduction to it. Yes, and, absolutely. And this and- could get more people um, um, engulfed into the lore of what happens 200 years prior to the phantom menace yep so yeah absolutely and and baver who wrote the uh uh skywalker the skywalker a family at war in 2020 uh she she's quoted as saying i first gained a real appreciation for the way events across all kinds of star wars telling intertwine uh when i was writing skywalker a family at war in 2020 uh, but that was just scratching the surface compared to this project. It's a, it's a thrill to be yeah, working with such an accomplished crew of writers. 
and uh hold on here um do we know if this is going to be like a large encyclopedia style book or is this just it's supposed to be like 356 okay good okay this is just like one of those visual storytelling like no this when luke blew up like a book that's this thick you know no it's yeah it's pretty big we want we want like we want like a big not like this one no, it's gonna be a bigger version. It's gonna be like three hundred and fifty-two pages. Really, and th- and that yeah. one's pretty big too. The one that Sam's holding, like it's that yeah. one's a good maybe like two hundred sixty pages. This is totally different, but I've got this one. If you haven't seen this one, this is uh, a chronicle of the New York Times articles about Star Wars throughout. Oh, the that's year. awesome! Yeah, uh, like it, it starts from the release of Star Wars until like today. Char that's got awesome. me. Uh, Char got me for a late birthday gift. He got me the Star Wars ar- uh, prequels archives. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was big, a nice, big that red. Was a nice, big that was a red. big red, big There's red. So many cool, uh, like chronicle yeah. books out there now. That yeah, just, yeah. Um, Star Wars Andor signs Nicholas Brittell as main composer. Um, it's gonna. It, it, I'm. I haven't watched Succession. I feel like I should, but all I've heard, all all I saw on social media was like this was a home run hit out of the park. So that's 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 nice to know. What is uh, what did he compose? He composed uh, Succession, the TV show on HBO. I've, I've never heard it, unfortunately. Page. Yeah. Uh, again. yeah. Um. Uh-oh. Uh, and then also, High Republic show was announced. Um, and uh, that it's in development. I'm so so so. Is so, it finally so happening? Better. Yes, it's happening. This is the Stranger Things esque show, right? Uh the the High Republic. Yeah. Um. No, that's Acolyte. Okay. Because yeah. So there's I, another. I so saying, there's yeah. another. So there's going to be two High Republic shows in in the works, but this one that is being room that it that was talked about uh, during the High Republic show, um, it's going to be it's going to be in between. I, I think it's going to be more towards phase three of the books and stuff like that. So that's interesting. Um, and then to end it all off, Pedro Pascal was actually asked about season three. Um, he said that uh, of Mandalorian, he said that they are going places. Uh, you're going to see a mixture of new characters and old characters. Um, so what are everybody's thoughts on that? Oh, I'm just excited. I don't, I don't care what they do about Mandalorian. I fell in love wrapping that ball. Saw the first season, so I don't care what they do for anything. <laughs> yeah, thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I mean, with with what they did with Book of Boba Fett, you know, getting Kersantan, getting Cad Bane, um, getting all of the stuff, you know, all the people that you know we never thought we would see uh, in real life, and we did get to see. Uh, even just seeing like a BD droid in in Book of Boba Fett was really great to see. So there's going to be oodles of speculation as to who who will be in it but um i'm really excited who do you think is gonna be in there uh what i hope we get sabine at least i hope oh. we get like an introduce go back like so that we can get all the soca show at least no yeah. like she's still here <laughs> no yeah absolutely well guys that is going to be it for the episode uh thank you to everybody in the chat and thank you everybody here uh sam where can the good people follow you on social media 
Um, they can follow me on S Blakely two or Ezra twenty one bow. Okay. And Chase. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at Forward Into the Black. You can also follow me on Twitch at the same name. And uh, starting uh, next, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, we'll probably I'll be doing more weekly podcasts uh, for the Rogue Council. Um, yes, me and a friend, and we have a new co-host hopping on that you guys will learn about very soon. Uh, we'll be we'll be covering Revenge of the Sith the next time. Yes, that yes. movie that some people like, and then absolutely. Uh, 15 years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Char, where can the good people follow you? Good people, you can find me here every Thursday night talking about our Clone Wars rewatch. And you can find me on TikTok at CharCharJ as listed down here. And you can follow us at the Pod Once Podcast on uh, TikTok, the Pod Once Pod on Instagram, and Pod Once Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Next week, we have a banger of an episode. We will be going over episodes 10 and 11, Heroes of, on Both Sides and Pursuit of Peace. Here is the lineup. Camilla, Vanessa, Nerdy Hands, and Senator Smoke will be joining us for an awesome conversation about Padme. It's going to be awesome. You guys won't want to miss that. Same time, same place next week. Uh, and uh, we are all the Republic. And uh, may the Force be with you. For light and life. See you guys. See ya. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.